Laughing louder, digging deeper, living larger. Once again, it is no apology with the Bible Idiots. We're Chris and Emily Danielson. Thanks for spending a little time with us on the podcast. And those of you who have become our regular listeners, I can almost tell what time of the day how many different people have listened. Yeah. And a lot of our consistent audience kind of wobbled when we were gone for two weeks, but they're back now. All right. And I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Some of you download it right away for your commute and you know who you are. Others catch it on a little binge listen maybe later in the week. But I'm glad that you are with us. If you haven't figured it out, Emily always has the content on Monday. I'm supposed to have some sort of story on Tuesday. Wednesday's long-form teaching. This is Thursday, and it's devotion and motion. And tomorrow we do a little bit of a review of the week and mailbag. And that would be any comments that you would like to send in. Now, you can go to BibleIdiots.com, and in the upper left-hand corner, you will see my email address. Just drop a line right there. And here's how we do this podcast sometimes. Sometimes we record on Sunday nights all the way through the week. Other times, usually Sunday night, we get Monday's podcast in, maybe Tuesday's, and then bad things happen. You're tired, yeah. And so we then try to pick it up throughout the week. This week at our church is VBS. and <laughs> That's so... an exhausting week <laughs> for everybody. So as we get ready to put our heads on the pillow, we're like, oh no, there's no podcast uploaded for our commuters tomorrow. Yeah. So we have to go down the hall where this little studio is. Our dogs are at our feet, and we come to you. And today is Devotion in Motion, and I want to come to you from the Old Testament, from the book of Amos, and I want to talk about a spiritual famine that is on the land. I like it. I like those a little bit more obscure books yep. when you go ahead and pull some scriptures out of there. And yeah. You know, they're just not books that I spend a lot of time in, so I'm looking forward to it. I have said since... Obama administration. The White House was lit up in rainbow colors after the Supreme Court decision. And I know from doing live events with bands and racetracks that you don't set those lights up like that in a couple hours. No, That was pre-planned for two weeks in advance. They knew the fix was in with the Supreme Court. They knew they were going to get it. If somehow it went sideways, maybe they don't light up the, the White House. But from that day to this, I have said that America could possibly be facing judgment by the way of pestilence, droughts, other natural disasters. Hey, and you had a snake in your yard the other way. I did. I had an eight foot <laughs> snake in my yard. Eight foot. Yeah, he was six Ooh. before. Now he's eight. By this yeah. weekend, when I show pictures, it'll be ten. ten. Uh, but I had some friends of mine talk with me about the fact that the drought that's coming could be a spiritual drought because of everybody getting on the rainbow bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And it's Pride Month right now. And where is that spiritual drought showing up right now? It's in the presidency. And it doesn't matter who stole what election. I have said since January 6th, since January 20th, every month, you, you can go back to some of the podcasts, I've said, I don't believe Joe Biden will be president by July 4th. I think he was a placeholder. I think the deep state has this guy in their back pocket. And the the unbelievable by-the-throat lockdown they have on mainstream media and in the censorship that's going on in our country, that's all part of a spiritual famine. I mean, you can just see it. You can Drought. hear it. Yeah. yeah. And now this week, uh, Joe Biden, it's not even about gaffes anymore. I think that we're seeing biblical 
uh, I think we're seeing something from biblical proportions of God saying, this is leadership that is so outrageously pathetic. I'm going to show it on the world stage. And they just got done with the G7 summit. It's not really a surprise, but yeah, the G7, G7 summit did finish, and it was not without Joe Biden gaffes. I mean, that's just... It's where we are right now, and so we can expect it. We can expect more of it. Hopeful, I'm hopeful that uh, July 4th he will no longer be president. I don't and know. the only reason I say that, I think Kamala's firing pan into the fire. But why do you say that? The only reason I say that is for the sake of Joe Biden. He shouldn't be traveling around. He shouldn't be doing these things. And and it's really, in my opinion, it's elder abuse. Um, and he even knows that he shouldn't be doing these things. Well, at the G7 summit, I mean, it was so obvious. And here's the thing, the the the, the lockdown, the incredible just in your face, you ain't going to say anything about this guy because we're we're going to be owned by the deep state. That doesn't apply to worldwide media. Right. They don't have they don't have their their hands around the throat of worldwide media. So what Joe did in the G7 summit, it's being exposed in a lot of different areas if you know where to look. You won't see it on CNN, right. but it's a colossal disaster and it's heartbreaking. And it's a spiritual drought kind of heartbreaking. And you can even look at like foreign news outlets. There's a few United States outlets, but foreign news outlets will even let you in on what's going on. For instance, on the G Summit, uh, G Seven Summit, he was so off his game that he kept confusing Syria which is what everybody was talking about, right. with Libya. He kept calling Syria Libya. And it, that's disheartening. It's really disheartening when this is the leader of the free world yeah. and, and he can't even keep the two nations straight. And his staffers are right there. They're waving him off. They're trying to... Cr- I mean, he's got a group of people around him that are tasked with simply helping him not make... A buffoon of himself. It's 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 sad because it's he's not qualified to be president of the United States. No. I don't think he'd be qualified to be president of the Dog Catcher Association <laughs> at your local county <laughs> municipality. I'm I'm serious, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I agree. And then he, yeah. he he mumbled something that was caught on an open mic. It's been stuffed all across our media, but he said this on an open mic, and some international media are actually reporting it yeah he actually mumbles under his breath but he's got an open mic and he doesn't have the wherewithal to just you know (laughs) respond to that appropriately and he mumbles i shouldn't be negotiating in public he himself knows that he shouldn't be out there saying things and these weren't the only gaffes i mean he was confusing the type of financial assistance that was going to be given whether it's food assistance or general economic assistance and he even interrupted while boris johnson the prime minister um was speaking interrupted him several times trying to correct him of something and and joe was wrong yeah and and boris i i don't know i think he held it i think he i think he dealt with it okay but it was it was just bizarre and it was sad but like you said chris it leads us to the understanding that 
he's not leading the charge here. He is no. not the one running the White House. And so no, the he's reality not doing is but what he's told. We don't know who's in charge of the United States. Well, right they say now. it's Susan Rice. They yeah. say she's the pseudo she's president, another, which if that's the case, then that's a direct line to Barack himself. She's just another face. All these all these representatives, they're just faces. You know what I mean? They couldn't organize that whole thing together if they wanted to. There's something bigger and higher and more elitist above them all who are using them as puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing what they're told to do because honestly, Kamala, Susan, uh, Hillary, and and now Joe Biden, like they, they couldn't all tie their shoelaces the same in if you ask them to they couldn't well, do look, it Joe, joe's basically incompetent and he right. actually mumbled under a hot mic a month ago three weeks ago he said um i shouldn't be answering questions i'll get in trouble right. and, and he tried to walk out of the room yeah like like a confused man wandering around his house at 8 p.m when his <laughs> wife's out at the you know with the local uh church ladies but kamala does the same thing she has a little bit more wherewithal but she can't answer questions and when she cannot answer questions what does she do she cackles and laughs and just kind of you know she sounds a little bit more coherent because her brain is still there but she really doesn't know she cannot answer questions not unlike joe biden yeah i have pastor friends who say that they look at that as demonic possession right that it's like little demons cackling and laughing yeah whenever she's she's there we're, we're in rough shape as a country and you got to look at it as a spiritual drought you got to look at it as judgment from god there's no other reasonable explanation under the sun that we are here today i know I and know. so amos 8 11 says behold the days are coming says the lord god that i will send a famine on the land not a famine of bread nor a thirst of water, but a hearing of the word of the Lord. One way God communicates is through silence. The Israelites blatantly ignored and rejected God's word then, and God responded by sending a famine. And I'm I'm taking devotion and motion today out of June 21st, out of the Experiencing God Day by Day book, written mostly by Henry Blackaby. Uh, I mean, mostly written by Richard Blackaby, Henry's son, but Richard contributed it as well. Uh, This sounds more like Richard because I've read a lot of his stuff. But he goes on to say that God's silence may be hardly noticeable at first. You may still remember times when God spoke to you, but you gradually realized you've not heard his voice in a long time. Does that not sound like the American visible Christian church? You know, you sing the songs, you wave your hands, but what's God really doing? What are you standing for? And then you see the Republican Party this week came out in support of Pride Month. And you see that there are evangelical, supposed evangelical mega churches coming out in support of Pride Month under the banner of love. I'm telling you, when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it was not a rainbow flag waving, you know, justifying sin that he was talking about. Read Dr. Michael Brown's book, Outlasting the gay revolution if you want to see a really good explanation of balancing love with the truth of jesus christ and going back to when james dobson still had focus on the family when they came out with love the sinner hate the sin anyway back to our devotion for today if we feel that drought in our life we want to immediately go to god go to him and make adjustments ask him what it requires to again hear from him and enjoy that fellowship with him and we can have a damaged relationship with jesus while we're soundly saved okay it's called 
living a defeated spiritual life and we don't need to, especially not now in the middle of the spiritual famine. Now's the time for every Bible idiot to rise up within themselves. Put on your own uh, air mask so you can help those around you. You get what I'm saying? Get that air hose back. God is God. And because he is God, when he speaks, he expects a listening ear and an eager response and he won't be mocked. If we ignore him, if we keep doing these things, if we keep trying to marry the world with with his righteousness, we're going to end up with neither. And the prophet Isaiah assured King Asa, he said this, The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Yeah. The importance for each individual person to draw close to the Lord. And really, you have to understand that when God allows judgment to come, when God allows an enemy to overtake his people, he's doing it not because he's mad and angry and I'll show you. He's doing it because he knows how to draw his own people back to himself and get in right relationship with them again. And so don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't turn your anger toward God for letting this happen. Sometimes I get that way where I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little perplexed. You know, I'm seeing the the tide of homosexuality change. I'm seeing the tide of abortion change where we're starting to kind of go back to an understanding that what God's word is, that it's true. And we can stand on it. And then he allows us to get into this situation. But don't get discouraged. Just keep fighting the good fight and drawing close to the Lord because he is far from finished. Far from finished with you and me and far from finished with the world as a whole. And you just did what I have been doing and correcting myself. You said draw closer to the Lord. I have been making a big sermon series on we're as close to the Lord as we're ever going to get if we're saved. But grow in the Lord. Draw upon the truth of the Lord to grow stronger in him. And and I get all caught up in Christianese (laughs) talk just like everybody else. Well, it's kind of like that little kid in the grocery store. You know, uh, mom's right there. Mom's not going to let little kid you know, go too far, but are you listening to mom? Yeah. Are you are you seeking after mom and following mom in the way that you're supposed to be doing? Because that's how you're going to know what's going on so you don't end up going, whoa, I feel alone, yep. and now I'm afraid, yeah. you know, so. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We thank you for hanging out with us. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Share it. Uh, take the link. Share it on Facebook. Share it on your social media, wherever you have. Facebook's all we really do. We're done with Twitter. We're done with instagram and i'd like to be done with facebook but i think there's still too many uh too many opportunities on facebook for us to try to you know shine a little light so we're we're staying there for a little bit till they kick us off (laughs) which should be any day now (laughs) so on behalf of my best friend and bride emily my name is chris go to bibleidiots.com give your best gift right now to help us grow this ministry and then you go and serve your king